0: <laughs>
1: We're here, Penelope. You're up. You have to do the intro.
0: Say welcome.
1: Did you say welcome. I have a you say <laughs> no way. Welcome to another corner conversation. We are talking about
0: Second <laughs> <Yeah. Sagan> John. <laughs> yeah. that was pretty
1: good.
0: <laughs> was good Second John. We planned that. Yeah. We said today we saying.
1: have uh, Ty with us, and Greg is in, um, him and Kelsey are on vacation in California. And Ty, you want to mm-hmm. and, uh, Ty, pull that door shut? Yeah. Try to get a, and send a little gift to Greg that there isn't a bunch of conversations in the background. You love it so
2: much.
1: Gotcha. <laughs> but today, um, just want to say, uh, mm-hmm. Hello. Don't show that picture. <laughs> I
0: hate it. Oh, what's oh. happening?
1: Rachel's almost fifty today.
0: I am not almost fifty, but I am an age. She's
2: an age today. Yeah, that's yeah. Happy
0: birthday! Thank
1: Hi. You. Birthday as well. Yeah. Happy birthday
2: today. Yes. Yeah,
0: today. Oh, that's right. Rachel told me last week. Yeah, her that birthday. birthday. That's why
2: there's donuts. It's not just you.
0: I know. Well, <laughs> I tried to share.
2: Kidding. He just took you know I I did. it It's
1: <laughs> okay. double double. I had birthday. to convince him. Yeah, yeah. almost 40.
0: Getting there. Eventually. Eventually.
3: It'll happen. I don't know. I'm not afraid of aging. Rachel thinks it's weird. My wife, Rachel, she thinks it's weird because I will like find a new gray hair somewhere and be excited about it. I don't have a lot, but like I will like, I know where my gray hairs are because I get excited about it. I had one in my beard. I have a few in my beard. We don't need to talk
0: about these things. (laughs) I really loved it was it a couple weeks was it last week when greg and rich were telling us about how they were middle-aged and i was i was uncomfortable yeah Yeah, i was uncomfortable because when i was 35 there was no part of me that wanted to say i was middle-aged i don't really like it now either but back then for sure (laughs) (laughs)
1: is it mental thing like oh I don't want to be the old person is it like I don't want to die is it uh, I don't know my kids don't need me anymore
0: no I don't think so it just I mean it doesn't make sense I age don't, yeah or feeling like I don't feel middle-aged that doesn't make sense mm. yeah you're a turd oh you probably feel middle-aged because you're pretty you're almost to the other side right past middle-
2: <laughs> the other side uh, <laughs> Just yeah. saying,
0: his, uh, <laughs> I was trying yeah. to push back a little.
2: Is uh,
1: pancakes, eggs, and bacon at Perkins are cheaper.
0: Oh now. boy, that's
1: good. Yeah. I was at McDonald's at four o'clock this morning. That <laughs> <laughs> 17, you 17 refills a copy.
0: You're good. You found your people. My peeps. Really good.
1: Well, today we are doing a one week. We're doing a one week series on on Second John. Mm-hmm. It's chapter one.
0: The okay. only chapter, oh,
1: that's right. Second John, chapter one.
0: Yeah, you did try to put Second John, chapter two. Yeah, for sure. On for a few days,
1: for yeah. First John, chapter one. I can't yeah. because I just Let's I can't write it. I can't write John without putting a one before it. After yeah. sixteen weeks of walking through First John, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is a little bit of a uh, like a jolt of instead of spending months, this is mm-hmm. just a day. Yep. But First John was a a letter written to a, a specific part of community that was wandering from the main things of Christ. And Second John is written to another portion of community, but not a hey you guys are in the same spot as that other group, but as a an encouragement slash warning, warning slash encouragement. Yeah. Reminders to uh you're you're doing a good job. What? Just hang on. <laughs> No, not a but, but an asterisk on there. They're saying that just an encouragement to keep keep focus. And there's, mm-hmm. I don't know what is if somebody comes to you and says, uh, what are the different things you feel in a moment when somebody says, hey, you need to really refocus, or you, or somebody says you need to keep focus. Mm-hmm. Is there different processing of those two instructions?
0: I would just assume I'm already. You saw something. That meant that I already was losing focus.
1: So even with uh, the keep focus, you would assume it was because you've always. Yeah, like why up... are you telling me no. this?
0: If you're if you don't have a reason, <clears throat> I'd be like, why are you telling me this? I'd assume oh. you have to have a reason. It's not
1: like you're just. So when you read a text like Second John, is is the author yelling at you?
0: I mean, uh, we were talking about this a little bit last week. Like how when I read these, that they, none of them feel warm and fuzzy. don't feel like he feels very like i don't know yeah i feel like yeah yeah basically i
1: I, uh i mean i can i definitely can get that empathize with that but i think that this would be a letter a book that it wasn't Mm -hmm. scoldy yeah Hmm. Yeah, which is funny you're you're really
0: in the opposite like you feel like we've talked about how you feel like jesus Scolds you more, and I'm like, No, no, Jesus, like, gives me a hug and tells me it's okay.
1: (laughs) Yes, no, he only scolds and yells at me when I need it.
0: Yeah,
1: and this is a moment where they don't really need it,
0: they don't need it.
1: There are plenty of times when it's when they need it. Yeah, when when I'm like, By the way, I just got poked in the throat by Jesus.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand,
1: but okay, (laughs) what come on. Come here, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Well,
2: that's,
0: it. <laughs> that's the whole
2: thing, Daniel. <laughs> I mean, it's you know the main things, keeping the main things, the main things in First John, and then you get to the you get the Second John, and it's two different people. But hey, keep doing this. You know, it's like, and watch out. Yeah. I don't think it's scolding. I think it's warning. Yeah.
1: Well, the thing that in verses eight, eight, nine, uh, ten, and a little bit there, there's right in the middle of this text, there's this heavy declaration of persisting, which that is not again, that's why I feel like this is such mm-hmm. a not a scolding book. It's just as an yeah. encouragement to persist, to continue on. And uh I do think that um persisting is always really remarkable to me. I feel like I've had a long time, maybe it's because of my age, <laughs> and admiration of, of persistence.
2: Hmm.
1: And uh, I even think it's like, it, that is something that I ascribe for, is not necessarily that I would not be the best or somehow remarkable, other than try again, try again. There. What. And that's really a value to me
0: what helps because i think like that's something i've been thinking about like i think i can be pretty committed but i think that i also can be committed and still struggle quite a bit so like how i mean and that's i mean that's not not persistence but what like all of us what helps you persist when it's hard or when it's you know what i mean
1: well i think i mean you, what you said is so important i I don't really fully understand the difference between committed and persistent, persisting or being persistent. Um, but um, maybe it's just semantic. But I do think that a huge aspect of being uh, persistent is commitment. Mm-hmm. And pre- commitment can come out of lots of different things, yeah. it can be healthy or unhealthy. Uh, but, um, you know, struggling, failure, not knowing what to do all these things I don't think they are they're not hindrances to being persistent no (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: I think they're like what I keep thinking of too is like being persistent in tough situations with hope that those tough situations get better I don't know like how do you keep yeah I don't know maybe that's (laughs) a part of it but
1: Hope is so so complicated as we even talk about you know these you know, keep keep focus on Jesus, have hope mm-hmm. in Jesus. Uh Jesus looked at his disciples, boy, in this world you guys are gonna have trouble. Um, yeah. Off. yeah, but don't worry, you have a peace, mm-hmm. you have yeah. hope. Don't it's uh, overcome in the midst of it. That. Yeah. And uh and so I don't know, you know, part of being persistent is is having hope is having commitment but it isn't necessarily that at some point oh, i'm gonna be able to persist without even trying i don't know yeah. if that's yeah the goal or the desire mm.
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know?
2: yeah, like awesome. the, the trying uh...
1: were you about to yoda mm. <laughs> <laughs> how did you get in there i felt <laughs> it i felt <found laughs> it coming <laughs> And you were about to yoda.
2: This, this is the weird moment for me that Scott called out something. Because I saw you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the true, the, the doing. <laughs> oh man, I hope Greg clips that. Um, but no, the doing, like the doing. Is the part I think that makes persistence. It's mm-hmm. once you stop doing, then it just stops.
1: Yes, but the doing comes out of being. So don't. Yeah, it's like actually, I think such a. Uh, I. The like see people that just really stand out, and like it's you know, and how they love people, how they care, mm-hmm. and how they serve, or how they're generous. And like uh, um, they like they can't turn it off. Yeah. Like, what in the world? Why is this in you? And really, it's because it's a state of
3: being. Yeah,
0: you're... it's a state of being.
3: Sure. I think the um, we're really quick to attribute. And Greg and I have talked about this a lot recently. This idea of like someone being good at something as just like natural skill, and there's certainly like a level for some people where they're good at things, but, um, an example from like, I'm going to borrow Greg's examples just cause they were good is that he's, he's known or has become known as like being a good photographer. Um, and some of the photos that he's done are are really good, but he wouldn't describe himself as a good photographer and he feels like it's something he has to work at. Um, but really too, with that, we talked about it and we're, as we are getting this ready, um, talked about yesterday, the idea of like, there's a scale that they use when it comes to like skill development from like, Mm -hmm. you're not good at something and you don't know that you're not good at something. Mm -hmm. um, To like, you know that you're not good at something. To that you know that you're good at something to that you don't know that you're good at something. And that last like end of it is that really this idea that as you continue, as you persist Mm -hmm. and develop, that's, that's really how people who you'd say, oh, look, you're really good at being a host. Like I'm sure to Gary and Noel, I know they put a lot, a lot of effort into the things they do, but a lot of that is just like a natural part of who they are mm-hmm. and they're not putting conscious thought into it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's there's conscious effort, but maybe the, 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 I don't think they would go, oh yeah, we're really good hosts. So I don't think they would describe themselves that way. Yeah. Yeah. It,
1: it, so much of really it comes out of even uh, it's practice, practice, repetition. And we're going to give some attention to the story of Daniel, Daniel chapter six, uh him being thrown into the lion's den. And uh not really a story about lions. It is a story of God's provision, his protection, but really like the the focal of this is that in fact, Daniel seems pretty unimpressed with God's protection. I'm like, what what did you expect? Of course I would be here in the morning. Mm I don't know why you didn't sleep well last night, King. Um, But the thing that is pretty remarkable in the story is that Daniel from being a, a kid that was recognized as being set apart or different to then that kid being taken by Nebuchadnezzar into exile, taken away from home, which would wreck everything. It's kind of like the, uh, like if you imagine somebody who kind of has their life together and goes to college and things get a little chaotic, this mm-hmm. was worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> being taken into exile. And uh, Daniel was consistent, consistent in his faithfulness to God, consistent in how he lived his life. Uh, and I don't think he thought about it a lot. This is just who he was, this mm-hmm. is his being. And of all of the people that were under the king, uh, he rose up to be really one of these top three. And it just made everybody so upset that uh, this guy was, uh, they were jealous of him. And so, and they said, unless we make his following his God against the law, there's no way we can catch him doing anything. He's so, uh, yeah, stable, consistent, faithful. And uh so he he does, they do, they make it so that uh they that he, they can only worship anybody in the whole world can world their their world, can worship only their god for this uh, or the king for a certain amount of time. And uh Daniel persists. There is like this recognition, it's like it's very passing in, in chapter six. It's like Daniel didn't wring his hands. Yeah, what should I do? Should I, should I continue but quiet? All, whatever. There's all these. I'm sure there was thought process mm-hmm. in it, but the narrative just goes and he continued. He persisted, and faced consequences and God protected a minute. And so, uh, Daniel. Uh, this is obviously to give recognition to God, but in the midst of this, Daniel, in his recognition or exp- uh, showing the realities of God, um, it shows this character trait of being very persistent, and. That's the call yeah. that second John really has, you know, watch out that you don't lose what you've worked so hard for. Or we've worked so hard for, you know, that we would receive the reward in full. And then verse nine to again, anyone who runs ahead, which is, that's the calling for us to continue on, uh, continue on in the teachings of Christ. And, uh, um, that is going to take intentionality and hopefully it takes intentionality to the point where like you said Ty it becomes so natural you don't even necessarily even have to think about every single step of it. And so, um, I do think like persistence is like cinematic it's like it's a common element of movie narrative and uh, um, I think it like maybe even in the wrap of this is to think about, you know, why we guess thought about why that is such a present thing. Why do, why are movie scripts written yeah. with the the key attribute of the, the hero?
0: I was thinking about this, like just as we're talking, I was thinking about what, like, it, I mean, it's small, but like thinking the difference between, if there's a difference between being committed and persistence. And I feel like you can see somebody like, you know, they're committed to a job. They're never going to leave this job. It's what they know, but they're not really giving it their all, you mm. know, like they're there, yeah. they're present, but that's about it. Whereas like persistence, like it requires it feels like it requires some forward motion. Like yeah. it's com- it's sometimes coming against something tough or like, you know, like it's, yes, there's a struggle, but we're going to push through that struggle. Not just like let the struggle take me, you know? And like, I don't know. I feel like
1: that's.
3: I mean, that's an inspiring story to see that yeah. in movies. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, I. mean, I think movies are a lot shorter if there's not conflict. But all, outside of that, um, and we see this in in biblical narrative is that, um, there's there's something to be gleaned or admired from someone who contends with something yeah um who, who wrestles with it i mean because a lot of times you'll see like people try to like extrapolate you know to the to the third and fourth level of like oh you know later in daniel dan you know we don't see daniel in the story of shadrach Meshach, and Medigal. It must have meant that he bowed uh, down but it's that uh, it's that there's a story of that's really trying to just like hone in on this point yeah and so like daniel uh, you know the character throughout the rest of the book would lead me to believe that he you know he persisted even in that moment, but that there's there's a point to it. And in stories framing you know that same way that um there's something to be learned, there's something to be gained. Wizard of Oz isn't very exciting if by the end the Tin Man hasn't had a chance to show some heart. The uh, cowardly lion hasn't already shown courage mm-hmm. that like it was in you all along is like a nice message. But it wasn't actually in them all along. They did start at a place where their characters were scared, were um, well, they didn't do the job of showing the the hearted problems of the Tin Man, but in the in the book it does a lot better job.
1: Yeah. I think from two two like perspectives, the kind of the pessimistic, not really pessimistic, but like a a harsh look at humanity or society. Uh first and then the other way but the first one is like I think people really are drawn to seeing persistence in a character in a movie uh, because that way they can have that feeling without having to do the work of being persistent so that's kind of like man we would love it if somebody would persist for me or think about how my world would be different if I was persistent except I don't think I can but so i think that can be an attribute of it but again i think that the thing that we humanity apart from even like a biblical worldview is that it's ingrained created in us that we see the value of being stable and uh, focused on a greater thing and so um it's here the author goes focus on focus on jesus and uh And persist in that. And that is like that is something created in us that there is this like ooh, doing something for the greater good that's hard. Like release endorphins. And so yeah, it's it's interesting to walk in that. And it's also very easy to uh not be willing to do the work. Yeah.
0: I think like that, just going back to first John, or the yeah, like what you just said and how these stories and letters connect, like. That moment when there was something in First John where he talked about like our kind of our conscience, like being uncomfortable doing the greater thing. And when we look to Jesus, let him be your conscience, let him be the one that directs you. And it's like when we keep our focus on Jesus, because like I feel like there is a lot of conflict for me at least, when you know, like, is this what I'm supposed to do? Or like you know, I think I should do this, but I'm uncomfortable or whatever. But if I'm looking to Jesus, I feel like I can get a clear answer. My perspective is different. What I'm thinking about is different. And we are always in persistence and in life, in tough decisions, in uncomfortable moments. You know, when we're like generosity is stretched, whatever that looks like, and you're keeping your eyes on Jesus, I feel like it helps bring a lot of clarity yeah. to all of these things. So true. It's your turn, I think, Rich. You have to do the whole thing.
2: Well, first John, fix it. First John, uh, don't sin, but we know you're going to sin. So when you sin, know you have an advocate, right? Yeah. Second John, persist, but we know sometimes you're not going to persist. But when you don't persist, know you have an advocate. Like yeah. I think that it, good, you know, when you're created for good works, which that's, that's what it says, like there's things to do. Yeah. Then we just need to remember we have an advocate even when we stop persisting. Yeah. (laughs) Or feel like we don't want to. Yep.
1: I like
0: that. I like that we're created for good works. Mm -hmm. That's what we're here for.
1: Well.
0: Not just, but what?
1: Happy birthday. Oh yeah.
0: Thanks. And happy birthday. And (laughs) And happy birthday. birthday. It's so birthday (laughs) (laughs) buddies.
1: See you next week.